Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Honey and Boy. And boy, oh boy, do we got an episode for you. <laughs> we got a we got a room full of honey and boys. What's going to happen next? <laughs> we're going to rub the honey on those boys. No, we're not. No, we're not. There's no boys in the... Well, we're boys. Yeah, we're boys. We were <laughs> we boys. <acted>. We acted. <laughs> <laughs> we were boys, and then we went to men. Boys to men. Mm-hmm. This is actually a boys to men podcast now. It is. Welcome to Two Boys to Men Movie Reviews. What now? Dot com. What no? Uh, what no? Nope. Nope. Not at all. But yeah, welcome everybody. There's too many good movies coming out right now. Yeah. So we're not doing a summer cram. We're doing like a an Oscar slam. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> An Oscar, an Oscar shove. <laughs> I don't know. There's just too many good movies. There's no name for this, but there might be a, a couple of weeks coming up where we just have to put out two episodes because there's just so much good shit coming out. Yeah. All at once. Everyone's trying to get it in for the Oscars. I think for this time next year, we should actually name the season. Because, like, we had our summer cram, which is the summer, but we should try and do break our show up into, like, three sections. Like, we got the slow season... And then yeah. the summer cram, and then the Oscar season. Like we should, we should try and come up with names. Yeah, for but all there's them. a weird gap between the end of summer cram to the beginning of Oscar season. Because, dude, September October was rough for us. Yeah, like yeah, we it was. almost couldn't think of movies to do. Yeah, we were we were struggling. Yeah, we're but like, uh, but now there's do? too many. Yeah, too many. So I mean, hopefully the climate is different next year. But you know what? I want to talk about. So I just got tattooed again the other day because I can't stop. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about it with with the artist. And there's not a lot of comedy movies that came out this year. No, there really isn't. That's crazy. There's like no comedies anymore. Long Shot, which actually had Boys to Men in it. (laughs) Yeah. Good Boys, Long Shot, Book Book Smart. Smart. So two super bad remakes in the same (laughs) year. Yeah. I mean, and then one movie starring somebody from Superbad. Oh, I was I was gonna say quantify comedy, (laughs) because because yeah, I guess there's a lot of like mixed genre, but I'm talking about no. I was also gonna say there's a lot of movies that are quote unquote comedies. Oh yeah, like Jexy, those are terrible. Yeah, like I don't know, man. I'm just hearkening back to a time where every movie was good as sex tuplets. Yeah, (laughs) no, but like you remember, like there's like that era. In the early two thousands, yeah, that was just was awesome. Bangers like Wedding Crashers, Dodgeball, Anchorman, Forty mm-hmm. Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, a couple of years later, then you get super bad. Knocked up. Knocked up. You get fucking, we're just naming Seth Rogen movies oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, like, there was like a, there's like a time, stepbrothers, like, there was a time where we were getting comedies that were like, I think it's gut busters. Also- and now everything is just kind of like, it's like, yeah, I had like four or five laughs in that, but like, I'm not going to buy Good Boys. I'm not going to buy. Most of the comedy, like, and I love comedy. There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing maybe, that has any sort of resonance. Maybe you can, you can like me because I'm not too into this world. But are there really like any like comedians that are coming up right now that are like that or that have been like on the same level as a Will Ferrell or um, oh, like comedic actors? Yeah, like comedic actors. Like I'm trying Ooh, to like think because you got like you know we had Will Ferrell. And Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, and Adam Sandler, yeah, and now Jim it's, Carrey mm-hmm. from yeah, a little couple years before. I can't really think of anyone like that off the top of my head. Yeah, who's like really big? I mean, the most recent might be like Seth Rogen. Yeah, honestly, and that's not even that. Re- that's already like ten years ago, mm-hmm. probably more. Yeah, like twelve, thirteen years ago. Because I'd say he really broke out after Superbad. Yeah, I would agree he, with that. he was in stuff before that, but it was all small. Like even his role in Forty Year Old Virgin was scaled down. <laughs> I like like he, him in that movie a lot, though. Oh, he's great. <laughs> little dirty perv ball. <laughs> yeah, but but damn, that's a really good question. I can't think. There's got to be somebody. Oh, uh, Bill Hader, maybe. Yeah, but I he I, doesn't do a lot of movies. Though. I also think of Bill Hader in the same like category, like time wise, as like Seth Rogen a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, an up-and-comer. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't do a ton of movies, so maybe he'll do more. I don't know, dude. It is a really difficult question. Or maybe it's not a difficult question. We're just old and out of touch. Or maybe the answer is John Cena. I haven't seen him, so (laughs) I can't see him. I can't see him. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you did not see Playing With Fire, right? No. Oh, damn. I don't. Did you? No. Oh, okay. Hell no. I almost saw it the other day. I know day. you almost saw That's what I was asking. Because <laughs> I had I had a very small window where I could see a movie, so I needed something. I had a very that... small window where I could potentially torture myself. <laughs> well, the only three options I, I had were all torture. <laughs> so I just went with the, the least of the three evils you te- I was facing. You texted me, and you're like, which one of these three should I see? And my, I almost wrote, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> Skip it. Yeah. Go home. Rent a movie. <laughs> But the one you went with actually wouldn't have been my choice. Yeah, you would have saw second. Charlie's Angels. I would have seen Charlie's Angels first. Yeah, because it was Charlie's Angels playing with fire at 21 Bridges. I saw 21 Bridges. Yeah. I would see Charlie's Angels, but I don't think women should be in action movies. <laughs> I don't think that John Cena should be in any movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm joking. But if you haven't, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a joke. That's what, I would go see Charlie's Angels one to support, but two, I felt like that had I don't know. I just wasn't excited at all for twenty one. I don't want to support Charlie's Angels only because of the bullshit statements that Elizabeth Banks has made. I don't. I don't way. know. She was talking about how people need to pay money and see this movie because otherwise you're reinforcing to Hollywood. That people don't want to see women in action movies, which is such a loaded bullshit statement. And then when confronted with just like, what are you talking about? 
people showed up and spent tons of money on Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel overperformed what they were expecting it to do. Mm-hmm. But she quant- she said that those movies don't count because they exist within a male genre. Mm. So comic books are for guys now. Comic books are for men, and comic book movies are for men, even if the star is a woman. I think that's bullshit, and I think it's discrediting the women who are leading in superhero movies because there's not a lot of them. It's also strange. I mean, I haven't, I didn't know any of that, but I did read that apparently she basically like came out like I don't know if it was before Charlie's Angels came out or right after, but basically she was like, "Yeah, my movie's a flop." Like, like, like it's yeah, not good. I was it, like, it was what? right after because the the money was it was tanking. I, th- I think regardless though of how it's doing, you should defend your. Your, your artwork i think she was owning it i mean she's also a comedic actor yeah. a lot of the time so maybe she's just thought it was like kind of self-deprecating and like cheeky almost because yeah she was just like well if you're gonna flop you may as well stamp your name on it four times because that was the joke she made yeah because she's she... like a, a di- the director writer producer and acted in it mm-hmm. woof yeah and then but the crazy thing if, is, if she was joking, then okay. But I just was kind of like, "What? What are you doing?" Like, I'm in the wake of all movie, of this, sell your movie. Well, yeah, for sure. But in the wake of all of this, and this movie flopping for her as a director, she's directing another movie coming up soon. I don't remember what it was, so don't ask me. But I just saw. I just saw. Um, I don't think it was a trailer for it, but like news, Hollywood news that she's signed on to be the director of some new movie. And I'm just like, what What sold you guys? Like, well, did you see Charlie's Angels? We should totally get her in on this movie. I mean, Elizabeth Banks is really funny. Yeah, she's funny in stuff that is written by other people. Speaking of 40-Year-Old Virgin, she's very funny in that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what she's directing, though. Because when I saw that she was directing it, I was, I was intrigued. Was that her? It might have been her directorial debut. She has a shit ton of credits, and it's hard to go through her IMDb. <laughs> so. That's fair. Charlie's Angels was her third movie she directed. Oh. Yeah. Third feature film. She has two shorts, but yeah. I, she was a director on, a, I'm assuming, one of the shorts in movie 43. I'm assuming she didn't direct the entire movie. Right. Okay, I got you. Pitch Perfect 2, Charlie's Angels, and then she actually has six in development. Over My Dead Bod, Frontman, Invisible Woman. Oh, Invisible, oh, Invisible Woman's Woman. the one that I was yeah. thinking. Okay. She's in a star in that, too. Yeah. Have you learned no lessons? <laughs> Have you learned nothing from your mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen Stewart's popping up in everything now. Yeah. Because she was she was in Charlie's Angels, and then she's going to be... She was in JT Leroy this past year. What's that? It's a, a true story about basically this author named JT Leroy who wasn't real. Okay. This woman basically like made up this person, JT Leroy, and became like a like top book-selling author of all time, but the person didn't even exist. And then when people hmm. were finally like, who is this person? She basically like asked her brother's sister, or her, I think it was her fiance's sister, to be basically like, hey, can you take like a few like photos of yourself because you look like you could pose as this character? And then it like snowballed where like the person eventually was like doing like interviews and wasn't even a real person. Weird. Yeah. Based on a true story or that's yeah. just... No, it's oh. based on a true story. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. And she's going to be in um that movie. It's like Seaberg, something like that. Seaberg. It's uh, based on a true story as well. There's a lot of based on a true story movies coming out. Yeah. And underwater. 
I wasn't based on a true story? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we gotta watch the trailer, I guess. Well, oh, to the trailer park? <laughs> no, we're not doing underwater for yeah, the Honey Boy episode. <laughs> oh yeah, Seaberg that comes comes out this year or did it come out already? It's not out yet. Okay, I'm still seeing trailers for it in in my last couple of viewings. Mm-hmm. But how have you been? How have you been otherwise? Oh, I've been good doing a lot of Christmas shopping. We uh, we decorated the living room during that during that snowstorm we had mm-hmm. uh, like last week. It was it was perfect because the first day of December we got that snowstorm, and then you know at that point we're already a couple of days removed from Thanksgiving. I'm not a big fan of decorating for Christmas mm-hmm. when another holiday has not yet begun. Yeah. Unlike, you know, retail stores where Christmas starts the day after Halloween. So it just like all worked out nice. It was like first day of December, first snow of the year, threw up the Christmas tree, got a black Christmas tree, artificial. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I got this sweet, I ordered it, this sweet, sweet, it's a glass tree topper mm-hmm. of a Baphomet. <laughs> so... Black tree with this fucking baffman on top. It's it's we're having a black metal Christmas. Have you seen uh there's a tree topper of the Death Star? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think like it lights up, but it like lights up with like the lasers or whatever. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's dope. I should have got that. I want that for my house. Do it. I went to go buy like four years ago, or whatever, when I was making like basically minimum wage. <laughs> and it was like two hundred bucks and I was You're like, like Ooh. no. <laughs> Just put a Lego Death Star on top yeah. instead. <laughs> Just as impressive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If not more so because you it built falls it. Over. Yeah, inevitably falls over. Our Christmas tree did fall over one year. Did it? It was funny. So we, that's an omen. Time we, to be Jewish. Oh. Well, we have we have a fake tree. We've always had a fake tree. And the one year we were like, you know what? Let's get a real tree this year. We got a real tree oh. and it fell over. And like because you guys were unpracticed. You don't know what you're doing. Maybe. I think I actually think that our dog knocked it over. <laughs> Oh, uh, I can see that because your dog constantly scratches on your door. <laughs> I'm thinking for our, because we got an anniversary coming up real soon for our show. Thinking for that, I'm going to make a super cut of all the times we had to stop talking because you hear your dog scratching your door. Yeah. We're like, God damn it. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought you for a second, you're like, your, your present is going to be just like, foam that you can add on the back side of your door so we can hear a scratch <laughs> yeah that's not a bad idea <laughs> yeah but we we talked about that in our the end of our last episode but we'll talk about it now but we're going to be doing a two dudes movie review secret santa secrets out i'm buying for colin colin's buying for me so yeah that's gonna i'm excited i'm well no i don't want to say it like that and sound like an ungrateful dick <laughs> But I'm going to say it like that anyways. I'm less excited to receive a gift. I'm more excited to give. I'm I'm always much better at giving gifts than I am at receiving gifts because generally my reaction, the most you'll get out of me if I really love a gift is, oh, cool, thanks. (laughs) That's the top. That's 10. That's out of 10. I'm going to get you something and you're just going to fucking blow. (laughs) blow. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 i'm thinking for the christmas episode pass out (laughs) 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 i'm thinking for the christmas episode we should drink like boozy eggnog and oh where do you stand on eggnog i love it oh me too that's why we have this podcast Because so many people hate on eggnog, and all no, I gotta so say, good. yeah, you're a doofus. Eggnog is amazing. Yeah, 
I got recently eggnog flavored ice cream. Oh, nice. Game changer. I think I had that a long time ago. I got it because my mom watched Logan and they baked an apple pie. And I'm like, out of mode. <laughs> but I don't. I didn't just want vanilla. That's what you said. Yeah, out of mode. <laughs> and I was at the store. <laughs> and I was like, I'm buying ice cream. <laughs> I, I say that every I saw day. that flavor. I, I love this season because there's so much eggnog everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's great. I just need you know just classic eggnog. I don't need I don't need any because I've seen some that are like cinnamon eggnog. No, I don't. Then, I don't yeah. like all that. I don't the pumpkin eggnog. Fuck yeah, off. No, no. Okay. Regular eggnog, all you need. A little bit of whiskey in there. I've never done that. Oh man, boozy eggnog, so good. <laughs> you do something crazy with it. You can do you can do a lot of really cool how, stuff. How crazy? <laughs> you can make a white Russian out of it. You do Kahlua and vodka. Uh, I, I think you're crazier. Like you you could do crazy shit with it. Like you could fucking you, rob this a is bank what you do. You de- with, with your eggnog. <laughs> you dehydrate the eggnog, then you snort that shit. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> it's like oh Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that remind me of just. It didn't remind me of it for whatever reason. Good time just popped in my head. Oh yeah, well okay. Just crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that movie, that's crazy. <laughs> that that could be cool. Maybe we get a little bit boozy, do our gift exchange. But yeah, like I always because here's another thing. This was years ago. I still have the these two, but years ago because my mom's side of the family celebrates on Christmas Eve, and I think it's the f- the first Christmas Eve that I could drink. So I was 21, and I showed up with a bottle of rum. Just for me. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't sharing with anybody. Word. Didn't even bring it in the house. Kept it in my car. Kept going outside. There was alcohol there. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I was just like, I'm drinking my rum. Because I also wanted to like get away from my family as much as I could throughout the night. So I'd just keep like escaping to the side. I was probably also smoking weed. So it's oh, okay. like, I'll go outside, take a hit, throw some back. I killed the entire bottle. I was going to say, you got like fucking car mat rum (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) why not but then um so now i'm just shit-faced and my aunt gives me a gift i'm drunk as fuck (laughs) and i don't know why but it it was just a pair of gloves but they're they're like nice like it's like cloth but then there's like leather on the front and the back of the hand okay and they're nice i still have them i really do like them Mm -hmm. i was so drunk I lost it for them. I was like, oh my God, thank you. This is awesome. And I wore them for the rest of the night because I was just shit-faced. And I was like, did you guys see these gloves? They're warm. These are really warm gloves. Where's the bathroom? Everyone was probably just like, who the fuck brought this kid? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't know him. He just stole that pair of gloves from under the tree. But I was just like, I'm like, thank you so much. These are amazing. She's like, okay. <laughs> but I was just wasted. So actually, so if I get drunk, we'll probably have a really good gift exchange. I won't say who it, who it is in case they ever listen to it, but there's somebody in my family, not like my family, but like a relative. Yeah. They give the worst presents of all time. Oh, man. <laughs> and We all have one. <laughs> yeah. But there's one present. And we always make fun of it, and I'll I'll just tell you off. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, I was like, we always make fun. In case your family is a bunch of swampies, (laughs) we always make fun of it, and we're always like, what happened to that fucking thing? 
I've been doing like a little bit of a purge and selling a bunch of stuff on eBay lately. Yeah. So I went up in the attic to go find stuff. I fucking found it. Oh, and it's you just should, sitting up there. You should gift it to like one of your brothers. <laughs> like this is all I got you. I I sent him a picture of it. I was like, yo, and he was like, oh my god, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited for all of that that stuff coming up. But you know what else I'm excited for? I'm just, <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> I'm not excited to find out more about that character. That's <laughs> 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 you after the eggnog. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> can't even say a one syllable word. Hey, moving cars. It's that Christian Bale's first take in the Dark Knight. <laughs> Harvey Dent. Oh the way, Can we trust him? <laughs> You're gonna be living in a body pillow. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. So the thing is, <laughs> yeah. What are you looking for? I'm, I'm looking forward to a place. I'm looking forward to going somewhere. I'm gonna start by. By dashing through the snow. Mm-hmm. This isn't even our Christmas episode. <laughs> on a one-horse open sleigh. Okay. Over the fields we go. Yeah. To the trailer park. Nice. <laughs> Probably should have saved that for the Christmas episode, but you know what? It's going to keep me on my toes. I'm going to have to do something different come that episode. Yeah. What are we talking today? We are talking... Bombshell. 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 I know a lot of people are really looking forward to this. I was. Until? This trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because all that you see previous to this was a little teaser, and it was just Charlize Theron in an elevator with Margot Robbie and Nicole Kidman, and I am just like... That is already stacking up to be a killer cast. Yeah. Because those three are phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, Margot Robbie's on fire right now, but I might like Charlize Theron better than her. Well, I think she's done more, and she's done more different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has really transformed and done a lot of, like, a wide variety of characters and have, have had to do a lot of more difficult characters to bring to life and it's not like a real knock on margot robbie but with the exception of harley quinn like most of her characters are kind of within a similar wheelhouse i'd say yeah i would agree with that you know and nicole kidman i mean she's she's been acting she has probably has the deepest catalog out of all of them well nicole kidman was just nominated for her performance in destroyer last year Oh, right. You were talking about that movie uh, like a couple weeks ago. Even recently, she's been in a lot of really good stuff. She's yeah. in Boy Raced. You, you watched Boy Raced, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Really? You didn't watch? I thought you watched that with Lucas Hedges. No. Oh, well, it From is 2019? 2018. I'm not watching it yet. But catch it eventually because Lucas Hedges is amazing. But it's really sad. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm definitely into it. Yeah. Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was an Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Aquaman. Uh, you want to get into this? Yeah, let's start this? it up. 
You have to adopt the mentality. Oh, of an and her, Irish she's great too. Oh, I can't remember her name. I always People mix her up morons. with the Minorities other woman from Saturday Night Live. When they, were, they were on together. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother. Is that Kate McKinnon or is that um? And that's a Fox shit. story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Women are everywhere. Let them play golf and tennis no. now. HR's on the phone. He's in this movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, I gotta read that manual again. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Camera was even worse. You're a man hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward? You may have heard there was a dust-up involving yours truly and presidential contender Donald Trump. There was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. Oh, my God. Did he just accuse me of anger menstruating? Wait, am I going to be the story? No. No. I'm going to be the story. No. Nobody stops familiar with this scandal, like when it was when happening. No, I'm not super familiar I either. Convince okay. you that I belong on air this right here is where the trailer turns for me. On your network. I could pluck you right out. And song move choice in the front of the line. Really bothers me for this. The Billie Eilish song. Loyal. Yeah, aka the, the theme song from Find Four Zombies. That's exactly what it is. Aka the theme song for Brightburn. Oh yeah. Oh, you that. know why Ron just got that door blocking his office. Someone has to speak up. Someone has to get mad. Fox News star Gretchen Carlson dropped a major bombshell today. What is she doing? This could kill Fox News. We need everyone on Team Roger. Get it on. The music on. choices don't. These are the end times. It makes the movie. It makes me not take the movie as seriously. Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it's not going to be like a silly comedy. And right here, look, look at all the Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, Academy Award nominee, like. Safety and truth. There's a man! Ready to go to war? Oh, yeah. It's got clout, and then the song just feels so out of place with it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you are definitely right on that. The song almost undercuts the severity of the situation. <laughs> yeah. As far as the director goes, this is not really in the director's wheelhouse. Uh, Jay Roach is the director on it. Some of his like most well-known movies include The Campaign, with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Oh, wow. Little Fockers, Dinner for Schmucks. <laughs> oh, man. Those aren't even good comedies. Um, I was going to say, yeah, like Meet the Fockers, Austin Powers Goldmember, Meet the Parents. Oh, so he did the worst, gold, uh, the worst Austin Powers movie? He did The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, okay, good. That one was good. Mystery Alaska, have you ever seen that? That's, that's more of a serious movie. No, I haven't seen that. But yeah, I mean, it's weird that... He's taking on something with very heavy subject matter. Yeah. I don't want to put people in a box either, but it's just the, his track record is mainly raunchy comedies. <laughs> yeah. The writer on it, though, I'm pretty sure it said it in the trailer. Charles Randolph is the writer on The Big Short. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which that, I feel like, has more of a connection. Yeah, that because that's, again, about like a real life yeah. thing that happened. I'm looking forward to this just because of the people involved, and I think it is going to be good. But yeah, that the music choice makes it seem like it's going to be like it's like a fun, fun time at the movies. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like it makes it seem like it's not about a scandal. It's not about this. It's more about like let's get them, which I you guess know? is what they're doing. But but it almost makes it seem like it's it's like there's going to be a scene where they're all sitting around a table and they're like plotting, and then it's like. They're going to do a, a heist of some sort. Yeah, this is like Ocean's 14. Yeah. <laughs>
it, it makes it hard for me to tell what the tone of the movie is going to be, which I think the beginning of the trailer makes it seem like it's one thing or I'm like, oh, this this seems like pretty serious. And given the caliber of the actors, this seems like they're pushing for some uh, some Oscar stuff, especially releasing it this late into the year. And then that song comes on and I'm like, <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah. I think I have a feeling the second trailer we're going to get, if we get one, because this is only the first trailer, yeah. but I'm assuming the second trailer we're going to get is going to be much different tonally. I would hope so. I think it's going to be. That's usually how they break trailers up. They usually have your one like fun trailer with like modern music or like a classic rock song or something like that, and then they have the other one that tries to sell the movie a bit more for what it is. Well, I hope so. I'm hoping that the first half of this trailer is what the movie actually is, because I would actually like a movie that's like a scathing criticism that pulls no punches. That was one thing that I did like a lot about Dark Waters. Yeah. I mean, the cast is great. I think it's going to be well acted. I just hope that they're not trying to have fun at the movies with this. <laughs> right, because it's not something that you should make light of, and it's not something that needs to be goofy. Yeah. I guess that I don't want it to be goofy because the director's track record says that he makes a lot of goofy movies. Like this, yeah. would, this is not something that I would, I would want. <laughs> I would not want this to be goofy. Yeah. Or... Even like all the text that showed really like neon-y and like. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. I can't get a grip on what this movie's going to feel like once it's out. Yeah. I know a lot of people are excited for this though. I wasn't, like I said, until this trailer, because there is promise here that it would be good. And then I don't know, man. We posted a thing on Instagram saying like, what? what's your most anticipated movie left for like 2019? And a few people said this one. Like we got yeah. a few responses that said bombshell. What's what's the release date on this? No idea. It's got to be soon. Probably already out by the time this episode came out. It's December 20th. Oh, okay. This will be out before that. Oh, that's that's not good. Why? So that's the release date of Star Wars. Oh, you're going to get buried. Yeah. that's. You're, I was like, that's going to get buried. I'm almost... You better have a Skywalker in that movie. <laughs> what did Leia work for Fox at one point? Yeah, it's, that's the release date of Star Wars, man. That's that's rough. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck out there. All right. Well, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Which Woof. is also, I was I was talking about this the other day. Star Wars has the potential to break the domestic box office record. Yeah. Because the current record is held by The Force Awakens. Okay. This seems like a movie that would mainly resonate with the domestic box office, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like I don't see like this movie doing great overseas. Right. Cause it's about a, a, a very American event. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, I think it's going to be hard for this movie to get tickets when you're going up against star Wars, which has the potential to break a domestic box office record. Right. But we'll see. O hopefully it's good. And hopefully people see it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. Cool. Get the fuck out of here. All right, you gonna get your rooster out? <laughs> yeah, you mean my cock? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take my cock out. <laughs> Honey boy, I always, you know, we're watching the trailers and they keep showing that rooster. Yeah, and I was like, why the fuck they keep showing that rooster? But then when you watch the movie, it makes sense. Yeah, it comes, <laughs> it comes back around. Why? What? Honey boy? Honey roosters? It was in the logo too. Yeah. We were really excited for this. Yes, we were. This one is another movie that got some early buzz, early screenings, yielded some really high remarks. Yeah. 
And I think both me and you really like Shia LaBeouf. And just the the themes in this movie, also the cast, I really like Lucas Hedges. I think you like him. And yeah. we both really like Noah Jupe. Yeah, I, dude, I, that kid. So I think we were both really hyped for this movie when it was coming out. And then, yeah, like, definitely. And then they, they teased us for like three weeks because we're like, oh, it's out, but not near you. I know. <laughs> that was such a fucking nightmare. But we finally got it. We yeah, we got did. it. It was actually, it just came out of nowhere. It didn't even come out on a Thursday like movies normally would. It came it out on weird. a Wednesday. Yeah, it was very weird. I was uh, not expecting it. I just happened to look because I was just like, oh, I'm going to be able to go to the movies on whatever day. And then I moved forward like one day on the AMC app and it's just like Honey Boy's there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's playing now. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And I think I think you were like, oh, I'm going to go see Honey Boy. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally looking at it like I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And then we ended up going to see it together, which we don't get to do a lot of reviews for movies we got to see together anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a nice little change up for us. Yeah. It was uh, both my brothers and then me and you, and we sat in the back. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally no benefit to us going to see a movie together because we don't talk about the movie afterwards, and it's not like we're talking during the movie. So we may as well not even be there. <laughs> <laughs> it was still nice. Yeah, it's still it's still nice that On we... On a few occasions, we've gone from the movie to here. That's true. That was early, yeah, early days. Yeah, like Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, dude. Spider-Verse is great. Yeah. I was listening to Sunflower in the car today. I said, uh, some dizzy just got a poo. You want to wipe me like a poo? But yeah, you know, we were really excited for it. Alma Harrell is the director on this. Yep. She's basically only done shorts and then documentaries. I would say this is really her first. I think she also wears pants and maybe sometimes dresses. That's very debatable. Very debatable. You're right. It's mostly shorts. (laughs) (laughs) But shorts and shorts. Cargo shorts. (laughs) Oh man. I love a good pair of cargos. Whenever I think of cargo shorts, I think of the line from Super Bad. They say he's like, no one ever, no one's ever gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair, fair point. So this is really her first feature-length film debut. Yeah, and then Shia LaBeouf is the writer on this movie, which this is his first feature film that he's ever written. Yeah, so it kind of works. It's not not funny or whatever, but I feel like he almost wrote this movie on accident when when he was first starting to do it. Uh, so I actually watched an interview with them, and that's pretty much accurate from yeah. from what he said. He was sending her notes, and then... Who, Alma Harrell? Yeah, and was just kind of like, oh, this is something I'm writing. And she's just like, this is a movie. And he was like, you think so? She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this is a movie. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess it is. Yeah, I, wa- I watched one interview. He, he was actually on Ellen. Okay. Which is strange because he was on Ellen and then like in the same week, uh, Dakota Johnson and uh, Zach from um, Peanut Butter Falcon, they were yeah. all on. I think they're promoting Peanut Butter Falcon now, maybe because it's coming up to award season. Yeah, but that it's, makes it's, sense. It's, it's like it's weird. already out on Blu-ray. Yeah, though. It's, it's out on Blu-ray now. So like they were, but they were on Ellen within the last I really like, want to buy that. Same. I haven't gotten it yet. It's on my Christmas list. There you go. No yeah. offense, but I don't want to spend $20 on it. Oh. $20 is a lot for, for a Blu-ray. I'm surprised you don't want to spend You really so, loved it. I did really love it. I'm I'm surprised that wasn't one that you got right away. Well, it came out during the season of fucking I got to get gifts for my son 
and my <laughs> wife and my grandma and, and my dad and yourself. <laughs> oh, dude, I got a new computer chair. It's fucking amazing. Oh, there you go. So good. <laughs> but yeah, like I was watching and he basically said the same thing. Like we'll, we'll get into exactly the, the specifics on why we're saying that. But yeah, he kind of it just the movie kind of came about itself in, yeah. in one way. Pretty small cast on this. I mean, at least the main characters. You basically have Shia LaBeouf playing his dad. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, his name is James Lort. But yeah, I mean, Shia LaBeouf, Peanut Butter Falcon, Transformers, <laughs> even <Yep>. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird range of movies. You just credited them. Well, they're all accurate, but what a... The two I said at the end just because they relate directly to this movie. Yeah, exactly. In my yeah. notes, I've actually got Fury in there and Disturbia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, re- I really like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And some people well, give him shit, but... I but, feel like this year specifically, you, you got to watch his shit from this year. Oh yeah, because PBF was great. That's a that's a high contender for uh, top, top ten for me. Yeah. Then he comes out with this like a, a writing debut for him, and then taking on something that is deeply, deeply personal. Probably like the most personal movie I've ever seen. Like in terms of like an artist, yeah, you know, we've seen quite a few movies where you can say like this was a passion project. Like, this is a movie literally about his life. This movie is his therapy sec- session. Like, this is essentially like a like a psychological study. Yeah, in film, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's, yeah, it literally is his therapy session putting onto the paper. Yeah, and then they made a movie with it. It's pretty crazy. This role for him, though, is completely different, I think, than anything he's done. This is probably his most demanding role. Oh, yeah. And he, like, morphed for it. Yeah. I was really impressed. I hope some people don't discount him when it comes to Oscar talk because he's Shia LaBeouf. I don't think he would be just because of his name. You don't don't think so? He's already gotten some awards from, like, various ones. I saw a thing where Robert Downey Jr. gave him an award for, like, breakout screenwriter of 2019. For for this movie? For this movie, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I just hope for the act, you know. Yeah. Oh, because he brings an intensity that is... He does. I think he'll get nominated, though. We've we've talked about supporting actor, which is what he would be in this. Oh, yeah. I can see him as, as being in that talk. Yeah. But I think he'll be in there. And then you basically have the two different versions of Shia LaBeouf, a.k.a. Otis, Otis. in this movie. Yep. A 12-year-old version, which is played by Noah Jupe, and then a 22-year-old version, which is played by Lucas Hedges. Who we've both talked about a lot on this, yeah. on this show. Talked about Lucas Hedges a bunch, but I think this is the first movie from this year that he's in that we're reviewing, right? Yeah. I he's, think just, the- he's just come up uh, in talks yeah. for other things. Because he's freaking amazing everything he's awesome <laughs> yeah mid 90s ben and back boy race three billboards ladybird i mean th- i feel like those are all ones we probably talked about at some point yeah and then noah jupe we literally just talked about like yeah for two Ver- episodes ago ford v been. ferrari reverses yeah. depending on where you stand yeah ford versus ferrari and then you know quiet place i didn't know this they're doing the same family for a quiet place too so he's in quiet place too also oh cool yeah i thought they were doing a different family but that's cool i get to see more of the jupe <laughs> More of the jupe. The jupe. I guess we can we can start here because we're talking about them. I think across the board, this is probably the best acted movie this year. Yeah. Do you think it, so? It is strong. Well, it's easy because well, I don't want to discredit it by saying it's easy, but they have such a slim cast, so it gives everybody an equal opportunity to shine. 
And because of the caliber of the three, I think the material pushed Shia to act with it an intensity and a realism that he hasn't necessarily needed to have in other movies before. Not to say that he hasn't really brought that, but I think this is like a new level of him and his ability. Yeah. And Lucas Hedges, we already know, can bring a lot of that intensity and is very well on his way to becoming like, you know, top of the craft in a few years, you know? Like, he's somebody I feel like people really need to keep an eye on and watch. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm saying it right now, we touched on it, and we were like, let's not spoil it, because we just talked about it in Ford v. Ferrari. I tap-danced around it, because I was like, this is one of the best child performances I've seen all year in Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. Because that same day when we recorded that is when we saw Honey Boy. Mm -hmm. This is the best child performance I've ever seen, period. Mm, Yeah, maybe. I couldn't believe that this fucking kid is so good. (laughs) He is so good. Yeah, he's amazing in this. And to be able to keep up with the environment around you and not be overshadowed by a really like transcendent performance from Shia and to hold your own in that and really he is the movie. Like if, if the kid version of Otis... Mm-hmm. wasn't good it would make it really hard to not necessarily care but it would make her it would make it much more difficult to really empathize with him and really put yourself within this story he was fucking amazing yeah i've never seen a ki- a child actor do anything <laughs> to that level like he's been doing it like if he's 12 years old then he's been acting for 12 years yeah because <laughs> he's <laughs> fucking great yeah, I was actually thinking about it because we've we've talked about it a few times. This is a strong year for lead actor. Yeah, could you see him sneaking in? I would love that. Yeah, I and I totally could because he's definitely the lead in this movie. He mm-hmm. gets the most screen time. Yeah, it's just obscene how good he is at such a young age. I uh, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> how is he so fucking good at this? God damn it! I was reading the uh, Rotten Tomatoes predicted the Golden Globes nominees. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had him in for best actor for like the drama category. Yeah. But with the Golden Globes, it's a little bit easier to get a nomination because they split everything up into comedy, musical, drama and stuff like that. So Oh, okay, I got you. So it's a little bit I wonder if he can get it for the Oscar. I would love to see that. It really depends. There's a lot of heavy hitters all coming out around the same time. Yeah. That he might not get into the Oscars as as a uh, Best Actor nomination. I think that would be tough for him. I think yeah. it would be tough, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it. I would be happy if, if he does. Yeah, that'd be well great. deserved because he is awesome in this movie. Actually, yeah. you know, going into this, I think I was most excited to watch Lucas Hedges act, and then he's in it the least. Yeah. And That's a little I mean, bit of a disappointment it's for a, me. It's a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, he's really good in all his scenes also. But yeah, Noah Jupe is like really captivating when he's on screen. Yeah. I, I loved it every moment that he was honestly there was when the three of them were on screen which is basically the entire movie I was so into it yeah I did want to say do you think that Shia LaBeouf will get a supporting actor nom ooh you know what I'm gonna say yes because I don't think there's too many people who are standouts for that category mm-hmm. and I think that this performance is a standout 
So, yeah, I don't think it would win. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that's the thing that's really hard about the Academy and how they decide things because for some categories, it feels like you can win based on the merit of the film. And in other ones, outside things also help. Like if it's, you know, about a certain subject that is timely or whatever, then it's like, oh, okay, like that, that gets you bonus points. Or if there's something about the behind the scenes, like how did they make it, that also gets taken into account. Where I feel like for an award for a film, it should just be taken as what the film presents you. And in that case, I think he's a really strong contender to take it. Mm hmm. It's really hard to judge what the fuck is going through the heads of those old farts on the Academy. Yeah, I just actually looked it up. So for for Best Actor, he's not in it. Yeah. The list on that is Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, and then Robert De Niro for The Irishman. That's for that's for that's lead actor at the Oscars. No, that's Golden Globes. They're oh, Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. But I'm just saying they're predicting, so they didn't have him in there. Oh, they're just predicting. That's, yeah, that's what they're predicting. Yeah, that is odd. They, there's there's some standouts that are left off of that list that I'm like, Ooh, how? I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is not in there, and then they, they're also saying that possibly Adam Sandler could get in for Uncut Gems, but he's not mentioned. And then for supporting actor, they don't have Shia LaBeouf either. Do they have Willem? Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Okay, good. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Tom Hanks, okay. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. And then Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. That's a thing, because uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Because going into it from the trailer, we were just like, oh, Tom Hanks, Oscar Beatty kind of movie. He's probably going to get a Best Actor nom. And then you see the movie and you realize he's not the main character. But Yeah. But yeah, I, so yeah, I forgot about that. I, that could I, be a- I really hope the two of them are in the conversation like that that bums me out that they're not even on their predictions that's just the golden globes though that means nothing i think though if they're not the golden globes though then they're probably, probably not going to make the, the oscar cut so it bums me out a little bit though because i think this is probably the best acted movie of the year and if it's not the best acted it's close to it yeah well, um, you haven't seen Marriage Story yet, but I haven't. But still. when you said Adam Driver up there for uh, best actor, in my head I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I think the acting is the standout thing in the movie, but also, I mean, yeah, I think how honest it is is pretty standout. Yeah, I mean, that comes through in the writing. It comes through in the dialogue. Like, it feels it feels real because the person writing it is acting in it, and the person who wrote it wrote it about something that's very real and personal. Well, the person who wrote it, this is the stuff that you never knew about Shia LaBeouf. Right. Because like one thing that like I felt leaving the theater and then almost immediately within five minutes, I was like, no, I'm glad they didn't do that. But I think a lot of people felt the same way is they wanted more of the actor aspect of it. Like they wanted to see more of when he was doing these movies and what that was like. Right. But that's all the things, you know, like the this movie is all about the things you you don't know about him. Yeah, but I like I actually liked that. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like after within like five minutes, I was like, oh, but now I see. Most yeah, of this okay. movie takes place in a motel room. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Like that's not a, that's not a knock at all because if that's what his life was, then that in itself is an interesting story to tell because what we see as you know TV watchers, movie watchers, whatever, is a successful actor as we believe because it's like, well, you're on TV every week and you know this and that. 
And I never watched Even Stevens. It's more of like my sister's age. It's yeah, my brothers liked it, but I never watched it either. Yeah. So to see that and then find out during that time, you would think you'd be like making good money. You're on a TV show and then you know the main character basically of said TV show. Yeah. But then you're living in a motel room and it's just smoking cigarettes and yeah, dude. It. I mean, it, it's upsetting, but I can't imagine the initial difficulty of, well, one, having to start writing it because this, it's revealed throughout the movie because I guess spoilers, but it's revealed throughout the movie because it takes place after Otis is drunk in a car accident, gets arrested, and then is um, mandated to go to therapy and rehab. Mm-hmm. And Which then apparently that... That clip of him in the cop car is out on the internet. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like, apparently, that's the thing that got leaked was Shia LaBeouf when he got arrested, like the cop cam or something like that. Yeah. So, that didn't, I didn't pick up on that when we were watching the movie, but afterwards, apparently, that's a thing that people knew about and they were like remaking. Got you. Yeah. So, that initial difficulty to face your own demons in a way, but then to do it publicly, but also to kind of confront, because it must have come out in therapy that, and the reason why the movie focuses on this time is that this was the time that kind of formed his trauma. This is Mm -hmm. where his trauma came from. I'm sure there was stuff before, and I'm sure there was stuff after, but the reason he focused on this time is that this is the main nut of where it all stems from. Mm-hmm. And then it's that relationship with his father. So this movie really puts a magnifying glass up to a small period of time with his father during like the days of even Stevens and all that. Yeah. So then to go through that in real life, to go through that therapy and to confront whatever darkness was in you that made you who you are and gave you your faults... And then to play the person who <laughs> damaged you, it's I can't even imagine what that could have been like. Like, how do you separate yourself when you are becoming a character that is so personal to you? Like, it's you're literally playing your own father, doing fucked up and saying fucked up <laughs> things to yourself. Like, yeah, how hard is it? It must have been difficult to separate himself in those moments. So the fact that he can do it and maintain super impressive yeah i think the script itself is pretty impressive uh just from the standpoint that you don't ever like shia labeouf's dad but i think the intent of the movie is not to make you dislike him it's to make you understand him right dude dude taking taking words right out of my notebook oh damn but yeah because i actually i watched some stuff with him and he said like he showed his dad the movie and his dad liked it or you know yeah, and he said it was almost like not a tribute, but it was almost for his dad, like to show that he understands him. Like, yeah, you know where he's coming from and stuff like that. Because he has he has really emotional scenes too, where like you kind of feel bad for him, even though he Dude, sucks. <laughs> the Shia's monologue on the toilet, that part. Well, that's really good, but I was more thinking uh, his AA monologue. Mm-hmm. Man, that was some really, really good stuff. That was fucking awesome. I was so in on that. I was so focused on that. It was really, really nice. Yeah. I never liked him. 
I basically thought he was a scumbag the whole way through the whole movie. Yeah. But like, there's a few points in the movie where he is getting emotional about something and you're kind of like, I understand why you are the way you are type thing. Right. Like, you don't seem like a bad person. You seem like a person who has become this out of your circumstances, basically. Yeah. It's lame, but like common thing you've probably heard before. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that does kind of make sense. He's basically just carrying on a pattern of abuse that he was privy to onto his son, and that's kind of what we what mm-hmm. we witness. But he has, yeah, those moments of weakness and those moments of humanity where you really see, like, he's trying his best, but his best is not very good because he's never been shown the right way to love or be a father or be caring so he gets angry he gets frustrated he can be selfish like he's but he's trying but he sucks yeah he sucks at it (laughs) yeah and you kind of witness a little bit of his like descent into madness okay and he is like a rodeo clown okay (laughs) is this backdoor joker fuck (laughs) fuck i think it is (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) all right well i was gonna say another thing i like about it is i feel like it would have been easy for shia labeouf to make this movie all about how he like to put himself back in a better light in hollywood almost like basically like i'm not a bad guy like people are shitting all over me right now but like look at what i had to go through type thing and and it doesn't it didn't feel like that it it doesn't feel like that because even his character, they don't shy away from the shitty things about him either. Like, yeah, I, that's why I said it's super honest is because it, I don't I don't feel like there's any biases towards any character in the movie. Yeah. And you know what's cool about that is something I I heard them talk about in an interview, Alma Harrell and the cast mm-hmm. being interviewed. And she was talking about how. Shia gave her a lot of freedom and gave the other actors a lot of freedom, even though they were portraying him. And Lucas Hedges would ask him a lot of questions and basically told him, like, don't be afraid to own your art. And if you want to take it a direction, do it. I know you're playing me, essentially, but don't be afraid to do what you do. Mm -hmm. And Alma Harrell had mentioned that when there were scenes that Shia wasn't in, he wouldn't, like hang around and try to like you know micromanage yeah he wouldn't try to change the way that he's being portrayed he really allowed her and the actors portraying him to have the freedom to do what they felt was right for the character in the movie and he wasn't overly protective over his own image he was just like do your work do your art and i will i will do mine for my scenes basically mm-hmm. he's very like hands off in like what they were doing yeah. so i think that is why that comes through and that's why i think it helps too because it makes the otis character shia a lot more human because he is fallible mm-hmm. and it doesn't try to paint him in a overly positive light to compensate for hardships that he's had or whatever wrongdoings he's done in yeah. his older age just bringing that up because we didn't really talk about like I felt like Lucas Hedges in particular really hit, nailed the Shia LaBeouf that we know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was uh, I was watching it. I was like, damn, like even like his voice and the way he's like yes. saying some words like really like sounds like him. Dude, that kid is great. Yeah. I say kid. He's probably in his 20s. But... Yeah, yes, but it's still. <laughs> but we're 30, so he's still kid. <laughs> hey, kid. 
Hey, can I remember when you I was your age? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, he he was great. I thought that was that that's actually really cool that he did that. The only other thing that I like kind of really wanted to like get to, I just like that this movie peels back the curtain to Shia LaBeouf because I feel like a lot of people like see him or they see the do it video or like the um yeah there's 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 videos that have come out on other like uh like YouTube channels or that have like been exploitative with him being a little out there now right and I like that this peels back the curtain a little bit because I mean for how long was like Shia LaBeouf like the it guy like he was yeah. really in like around like Transformers and Disturbia and stuff like that yeah dude and he's popping up in everything yeah. I mean, one thing I don't like, and I don't know if you would agree, I'm not a huge fan of how the movie ends. Yeah, it, it did feel a little bit out of nowhere, and like I, it, it ended, and I thought the, I thought it was fading to black to come back to something else. Like I, I was waiting for it to be like X amount of years later or something like that, and then it right. just the credits came up. And I was like, in my head, I was like, what? It's over. <laughs> yeah, and there's kind of a weirdness about that where it's like. Is this real or is this like a dream sequence? Again, like it's it's his therapy session. It's I'm not even gonna try and pick apart what he should or should have shouldn't have done. Yeah. But like I felt like it could have been a little bit more I don't know if cathartic's the word at the end, but it's just kind of like he gives you a line and he's kinda like, I'm making a movie about you. And then almost like a minute later the movie ends. Like I almost wish that there was a scene after the fact to show you like where his dad is now or like what he's like, because you see what Shia LaBeouf is like now and it looks like he, how he is better. But I would like to know what Shia LaBeouf thinks of himself now. And I would like to know what Shia LaBeouf thinks of his dad now. Like I felt like, yeah. when, I felt like when the movie ended, you felt just like his dad's a scumbag. His dad never changed. His dad never changed. But like, for all we know, like we've got a much better relationship now or something like that. Which like, I, I think they do. I think that is the truth yeah. of it. So I would have liked something like that because it didn't really feel like there's much of a story here. You're almost just watching moments. Yeah, and, you're and you're just witnessing a moment of time. Yeah, I was gonna say that that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think Ladybird is very much just you're watching real, very real feeling moments. Yeah, but Ladybird does have a narrative at the end where there is a, almost a character arc or whatever. There doesn't seem like there's as much of that, but I also don't know if that was the intent of the movie. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was my biggest issue. I know when we left the theater, I was kind of like, I'm a little disappointed. It was just because I was like, expected a little bit more of a narrative to it. Yeah, more more of a landing and, to the... Yeah, and either more of a payoff or more of an arc for your character. Yeah. So. Did you have any other like big standout like negatives? Anything else besides that, though? I mean, that's, you know, the ending is a pretty big one, but... Yeah, that that was probably my biggest one. I think at certain moments it might drag a tiny bit, mainly stuff with like the hooker girlfriend. Yeah, but I think that's also needed. So I'm not gonna really harp on that either. Right. Like, there was just a few parts where, and I I think that comes back to I wish there was more of a narrative to it or something because it just felt like moments. And I think about maybe like halfway through the movie, end of the second act, you can kind of get be like, oh, where are we going with this? And then when it doesn't really go anywhere, you're kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't have enough, you know, I don't really, really don't have many negatives on it. I don't honestly like my positives. There's not like, it's just that I think this is one of the most well-acted movies I've seen in a really long time. And 
it's super personal and honest. Probably one of the most honest movies I've seen in a long time. It's way different than anything else we've seen. Yeah, for real. And I didn't even bring this up. I really like the way it's shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... It looks awesome. I've se- I've saw a few people saying, like, oh, the way the movie's shot, it's, like, not really anything to write home about. And, like, there's a lot... Like, I really like there's the long tracking scenes when he's, like, walking through the studios. I like how... um, I mean, they're, like, in the trailer, but when he gets blown up or when he gets pied or whatever, and he flies back and then they reset it. Like, yeah. I like I like those long takes where it's just, like, you're just watching them do something mundane and living their life and... I don't know. I, I really like the visuals on this movie. Yeah. No, it, it was really cool. Like, there's de- a definite style that comes across. I also feel like it had to have been hard to shoot from inside of a motel room. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. The whole thing. <laughs> that might have been a set, though. I'm sure that was a set. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always have to think. It probably was a set, but yeah, like, you got to think about where the cameras are in the room and stuff like that. Like, yeah. That motel room that they were in was small. <laughs> it was real small. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is definitely one to check out. Really original and very different. For real. You want to uh, slap me in the face with a tomato tomato? (laughs) Tomato, the critics are bringing Honey Boy in at a 93. A minus, okay. A minus, the audience, tomato, 92. Oh, so they're just both A minus. A minus, A minus. 93 or 92, what you doing? I'm going to say tomato. Yep. And I gave it an A. Okay. Yeah. I'm going tomato as well. And I mm-hmm. get an A minus. So when we were leaving the theater, it was an A minus. Mm-hmm. And kind of what I was talking about before, where it's like, well, how does the academy take into account like certain things? Are they grading it just on a film? Or are they grading it on like this and that? I will admit my grade had shifted just considering what the movie is, not what the movie was, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What the movie showed me and how I felt at the end of watching it, I was just kind of like, oh, A minus. But then just really taking into account the level of difficulty it must have been to write and act in this movie for Shia LaBeouf, and then the care that everybody took with the story, and then the caliber of the acting, and just the kid blew me away. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I think it needs a little bit more than an A minus, and an A minus is not bad at all. Yeah, no. For me, actually, I think it was the same thing. It got elevated a little bit because I think I was gonna give it like a B plus at first. Really? Yeah. All right. And then there's just so much that's excellent about it that I had to give it. The way I feel about this movie actually is very similar to how I feel about the Lighthouse. Okay. Yeah, where it's like the craft behind it is phenomenal. I'm just not huge on the narrative of either. Okay. So I think in general, this isn't a movie I'm going to want to rewatch very frequently. <laughs> no, this isn't something that you just throw on. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it is very heavy and it's very good. This is something I would probably show Megan, but I don't know if it's something that she would necessarily also want to go back and revisit frequently. Yeah. I don't really take that really into my grade. There's a few, yeah. mo- there's a few movies that I own that I'm kind of like, I really don't know when I'm ever going to watch this, but I liked it a lot. Like Detroit I have, and I've, I bought Detroit. I haven't watched it since I bought it because I just don't yeah. really want to watch it. <laughs> but I love that movie. So A, a minus. I mean, it, I was. I told you when I left the theater. I was. I'm like, I'm a little disappointed, but that's because it was sitting at like a 99. Yeah, for then, the longest time. Yeah, as opposed to to Knives Out, this is one that I got super hyped up for me, and then I was a l- slightly let down. But again, the, the craft is there. And I think if you're a movie lover, you're gonna like this movie a lot. 
Yeah, definitely. That kind of goes back to the lighthouse too. It's like if you're aware of the of the behind the scenes, you're aware of the level of work that went into it. I think you will very much appreciate what you end up seeing on screen. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise the landing doesn't really leave you with a feeling of like uh, closure so yeah. much. Like maybe it's there, but it's also not for us to feel that closure. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not why it exists. It doesn't exist for the audience as much as it exists for Shia. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people who this story hits really close to home to, especially if you do come from like like an abusive family or anything like that. This probably resonates really strong. Yeah. I'm, oh, because I'm, I'm sure it does. Very, it feels very real, mm-hmm. the moments in this movie. So that's why I think I mentioned earlier the, the intent of the movie. Like, I don't know if the intent of the movie was to give you like a payoff. Right. Like, for, yeah. For, for Shia LaBeouf, the intent was for himself to get better. <laughs> right. So. so if it works, then that is good. Yeah. Awesome. We finally got to talk about it. That is two reviews in a row where we graded in the A range. Yeah. I think they're both A and A minuses. Well, A for me, A minus for you. Is it even more than that? What was the last movie to? What was our last review? Was it Ford? Oh yeah, that was A. So and the one before Three. that, Jojo. Yeah, I think we're at like four now. Did I give that a B plus or an A minus? You may have given it a B plus. I give jo- Jojo an A minus. I think you, you gave know, Jojo a B in the Bs. But you know what's weird is after we were done recording, I looked at my phone because I was just going off of like what I thought I remembered. Then I looked at my phone. I have JoJo written down as an A minus, <laughs> but on the podcast I said B plus. <laughs> so I don't know All what right. was going on in my brain then, but that's why I was like, "Wait, what grade did I give it? Why did I do that?" <laughs> it'll stick. It'll stick in the uh, you know in the graph on the website. It'll, it'll we'll keep it that way. But when it comes down to the duties, the grade grade might shift. Yeah. Which is fine. There's a there's a few that shifted for me over the over the the course of the year. Yeah. Do you see this as a duty contender? Top Not ten. a duty contender. Yeah, I know. I know, I know what you mean. But meant. for the duty. For the duty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top ten. This this could be there. This is. Yeah. It's it's strong. I mean, I was talking to this actually with it was either Brianna or it was Ryan. I think it was Ryan. The top ten for us like is tough to do because it comes down to like feeling feeling and like yeah. your personal preference and stuff like that. Cause there's some movies that like, I'm like, this movie is so good. Like on like a technical level, like as a film, this is great. I was like, but John Wick three, man. <laughs> like, yeah, but John Wick three is also a technical yeah masterpiece in its own way. Yeah, you but know? you you know what I meant though. Like yeah yeah. There's like there's like the real film film, and then there's the action movie. And right. It's like so. Because, like, John Wick is a movie where you, you can put that shit on every other day and you're like, this is still awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I, I've talked to Brandon about it because Brandon hasn't seen it since he saw it in the theater. And he told me, he was like, I really want to watch that movie again. He's like, that movie just slaps. I was like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. It, it fucking crushes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this. I'm glad it finally came to the theater because I was getting pissed that we couldn't see it. I know. thought we were going to have to make, like, a fucking deep trip somewhere to, the to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta let me know next time you go to Alamo. I gotta go with you. I really want to. Yeah, I get out of work early. The problem is I go into work early, <laughs> so, so then you're shot after work. <laughs> yeah, I'm shot, and then 
you know, this week might be a good week for you to catch up because I'm going to Buffalo on the weekend. No, we're going we're going to be in Buffalo at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Wait, <laughs> why are you going to Buffalo? Brianna's got her interview for Buffalo, and then our friends who live in Buffalo, they're putting us up, so we're going to, like, hang out for the week, like, in there in Canada. So we're going to the Sabres game on Thursday and doing, like, I think Niagara Falls one day and stuff like that. Well, you got to let me know what you're doing. I'm going up Wednesday, and I'm going to be there till either Saturday or Sunday. I'm going up Friday, Saturday, and then we leave Sunday. Okay. But I'm going up for a show. Well, you know, two days of shows. Yeah. Who are you seeing? It's the Every Time I Die Christmas show. Mm-hmm. So Every Time I Die headlines both nights, and then like each night has other bands that are playing. Like Against Me is playing, Get Up Kids, Ghostface Killa. Oh. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's a very weird mix, but there's also uh, wrestling during the day. Oh, that's cool. So it's wrestling, and then it turns over to like a show, like a you know a music show, yeah. concert, a music show. <laughs> Come to the music show. music show. It's called concert. I actually, when we when we get done recording, I have to buy those saber tickets. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm I, gonna buy them all. <laughs> it's sold out. But Damn. we should link up while we're up there. <gasps> we should go see a movie while we're up there. Well, I said to uh, Brianna, like she's like, you know, on Wednesday night you might have free time, and Thursday morning you might have free time. I have to ask him like. See, there's some AMCs around here. <laughs> Use that A list. Yeah, there are a few movies that I do want to see that are that are going to be out. I wonder if Uncut Gems will be out. Oh, that'd be very nice. Yeah, that that's supposed to be hitting, or I think it's already on limited release. I think so. So it should be hitting soon. I'm gonna keep checking in on that. Mm-hmm. And you fucking Swampy should keep checking in on us because we're going to be dropping a couple extra episodes here and there. We're going to be dropping polls on our Instagram at Two Dudes Movie Reviews so that we can have you Swampies fucking pick a holiday movie for us to do a review on. We'll probably ask, you know, what are some of your favorites? And then we'll make a bracket. We'll start doing some fucking voting just like we did for Halloween. If you guys voted on that, we appreciate it. Yeah. I like doing those. They're fun. Very, very fun. Anything with crowd interaction is fun. Yeah. We we like knowing that you swampies are out there. So hit us up at todosmoviereviews.com. You could you could reach out to us on there. We have a contact page, but you could also see all of our old episodes, written reviews, and our merch shop. So get you some fucking t-shirts and stuff. And if you don't want to buy t-shirts, write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star written review, I should say, because if you don't write a review, then we don't know how to... Yeah, that's the thing. Some people just give us five stars and they don't write anything. I'm like, well, thank you, but that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Yeah, Well, it doesn't mean anything in terms of... Yeah, for them, because it means a lot to us. We always appreciate it. But if you write a review, then you would add like a screen name on there, and then we can use that screen name to enter you into the fucking drawing for a giveaway so if you write a review and you leave a name it doesn't have to be your name but if you know who you are and you listen to the show and then we come on the show and go fucking bb gun two two seven eight nine whoever the fuck you are you won shoot us a message and then you you do that and then we just send you free stuff because why not bb first name gun Middle name is two two nine. It's gun with two ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, related to Sean and James. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen. Speaking, uh, speaking of James and Sean Gunn, uh, I was showing Brianna Guardians two the other night. Yeah, 
And she uh, not seen it. She hasn't seen it. Well, now now she's oh. seen it. But uh, when Sean Gunn comes up on the screen, I guess he was in was it Gilmore Girls or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, it's Kurt." And I was like, "Well, his name that's Sean Gunn." She's like, "No, his, his name's Kurt." And I was like, "No, I'm telling you, his real name is." Sean Gunn. Tell him, I have the answer. <laughs> but she she liked it, though. Okay, good. She was, she was getting into it. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. But yeah, you swampies already know what to do. Hit us up and suck it. <laughs> Fucking losers. <laughs>